0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. <laughs> nice shot. Here
1: comes a shooter. Shooter. Big buck.
2: Stacks, stacks, stacks. Hey.
1: What's up, fuckers? We are here in the Iowa Deer Classic for the 2020 Deer Classic. Uh, We are in the dungeon. Uh, If you guys don't know what the dungeon is, that is a room off of the regular main thing because they don't let people like us hang out with the general population. So, this is where we are. So, I am in the dungeon with my man
2: Stephen Clark
1: and Mitch Fole and Dave Sanders. And where are you guys from? We're from Iowa. Well, no, I knew that, but like, wh- <laughs> where where are you from? Like, what do you what do you do?
3: Well, I mean, I guess we're the vice president and the tournament director of the Bow Fishing Association of Iowa, and we're bow fishermen. You guys are bow fishermen. And, well, we're deer hunters too. So, I mean,
1: you, you guys shoot fish in the face. I mean, not always the face, but we try. We try. Uh, you yeah, guys yeah. face shooters. Yeah. All right, I love it. So, <laughs> These guys are from the Iowa um, Association. Bow Fishing Associates. Sorry, I can't read it all. It's the Bow Fishing Association of Iowa um, here in Iowa. So, where, so, so let's tell us a little bit about you guys. Um, let's turn this key and really get this thing underway here. So, Mitch, you're from the local area here in Iowa?
3: Yeah, I'm from uh, the tri-state
1: area of Wisconsin,
3: Illinois, and Iowa, right where they all meet up. Uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a maintenance mechanic at a foundry. And, yeah, man, I just, that's
4: it. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. How about you, Dave? Uh, I'm a plumber by trade, um, primarily HVAC as well. Um, I live here in Des Moines. Um, yeah. Oh, you're so you're Des Moines?
1: Yep.
4: Oh, Native. Native.
1: All right. Wow, that's awesome. So, so what got you into bow fishing? What, 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 where did it all start, man? Let's start it off with
3: Mitch. It started on a Facebook video. Of a chick shooting a grass carp. How come it had to be a chick? From the bank? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Raw, real, and sex appeal, I guess. Yes, I, I guess, don't know. I <laughs> yeah, a fish, yeah. I was going to ask, is she a fishtress? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't even know, man. I just seen a video of it, and I was like, I'd just gotten my first bow the year before, kind of trying to get into bow hunting, and uh, hadn't really bow hunted yet, but it seemed like an easy access to get into that world.
2: Well, not to I'd be, it, you, you shoot elite, right? Well, I do not. I, mean, I see only, that. Yeah, I <laughs> shot bowtech then, regrettably. Yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad, brother. I did the same thing. Yeah,
3: it was it was a rough time. We all been there, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a fourteen foot flat bottom. Like a couple weeks later, lights, generator, bow, and it's just progressed from there. Crazy. That's I mean, awesome. F- from like, I mean, the, uh, the night I went out and shot my first. We didn't even have a trolling motor on the boat. We were just using you know a tiller. Uh, and I just remember like I shot my first fish and I was I screamed. <laughs> Everybody in the immediate area had to have heard me that thought something was going wrong, but
2: uh man, it was a rush and how many shots did it take before you got your first fish?
3: Uh, it was like it was spawned, but since we were like trying to push them with a two stroke 15 horse, they were really running pretty good. So my first fish ever I shot on the run. Uh, well, I lost the first one, and then the one I finally landed, and then yeah, man, it's just like progressed from there. That year, I, a month later, sold that boat, bought another boat, and
2: so what I'm hearing, const- Trev, is Oops. sorry not to catch up. I do what I'm hearing is these guys only take two shots from the first time they ever try, and they're killing fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I heard. That's what I heard too. All right, so Dave, what
1: what got you into it, man? What started you off? Um. Just you get know, right on that mic, man. Don't be afraid of that thing.
4: I know so it's big and it's black and <laughs> you don't really want to hear your face, but <laughs> just, just try to. No, don't let him kick you. So <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. So when I was younger, I actually, my mom moved me to Oklahoma. So I, bow fishing's big down there. And, uh, I remember I was up visiting one summer and, uh, actually found an old, uh, bow fishing arrow in my grandparents' garage and I didn't know what it was. I asked, you know, and my dad said, oh, that was mine when I was a kid, you know, so he gave me his old bow fishing setup and his old bow, and I fished a little bit down there as a kid, and, you know, didn't have much luck. I think I might have shot one fish, and then... Uh, still don't. <laughs> still <laughs> don't, yeah. <laughs> uh, then I moved back, moved up here, and, um, you know, I deer hunted for years and years. I still deer hunt, but uh, I just thought in the back of my head, you know, God, I'd like to start bow fishing again, so, you know, we went down to... Locally, our local archery shop down the road here, and bought a bottle reel and got out there and probably took me two thousand shots before I got my okay, first Okay, so fish. he's yeah. honest. Yeah. He's honest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. I'm, I'm a born natural. <laughs> That's okay. what that is. That's the story, huh?
3: I said a few. I didn't say how many was a few. I, well, I don't know. You you did a really good <laughs> job. You laid it
2: out. The fish were moving fast. You know, and on the second one.
3: The second fish, well, not the, the second the shot. second one you you landed I lost the, the second first fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you,
2: How many arrows did you hmm. not hit the fish on? I was, I mean,
3: probably like I went out one night and then pro- it was probably like the second night.
1: That we
2: that I so we went from two arrows. Whoa to whoa two no, whoa whoa! Yeah. I never <laughs> said two arrows. No, okay, I'm that must, Okay,
1: that must be why he's the president of the association. Vice then. president. Oh vice sorry, president. vice president. Oh that's what it is. All right, <laughs> let's let's get into that, man. What 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 is the association? What does it do, um and why are you part of it?
3: Well, the association basically we're responsible. I mean. Right now, we're kind of rebuilding it. It's yep. been a, kind of a deal and a half of what's really been going on with the club as far as just drama and a lot of other things, you know. But we're trying to move past all that. Um, our main goal is to just run a couple of tournaments. And my main have goal, fun. yeah, and have some fun, you know, bring a group bring of guys. Bring enjoyment right back Exactly. And I'd also like to be able to uh, eventually be able to, like, you know, move forward with laws and such and. You know, all that kind of stuff to be proactive and help bow fishermen out. We're not really in a position to do anything like that right now. But, you know, that's the goal is to get a group of guys big enough together.
1: Bro, what are you doing
3: over there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a hand dryer. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was told. Is that what that is? (laughs) That's the story.
1: So, So, I mean, with the association, how many members are in the association?
3: So I was vice president um, two years ago I think we had 64-ish I think I think that was the number I'm not 100% sure To be honest Right now We are Kind of At zero Yeah I mean we're starting From ground zero oh, really? again Yeah It yep. was it, Last year They didn't even finish out The tournament series And you know Our main goal Isn't really I mean the tournaments Are a big help For the club As far as like Monetizing And the club Making money And such But
4: um, Remember, we're, non, we're non-profit. Right, yeah. It's, it's a non-profit. Mean, right.
3: most clubs are. but uh,
4: That's yeah. important, though.
3: Right, yeah. I mean, we're just trying to... I mean, eventually we'd like to be able to give back and do something for Bow fishermen in Iowa, but we really got to just... I think it's
1: important, especially with the, the, the progressively growing sport of European carp fishing in its own, is to have an organization like this to kind of stand for. And I think especially with us out east uh with the bow fishing scene it's definitely it's a tough thing man because we didn't have something like that so moving forward as this progressively grows and it starts to move out west they need to understand that like they need some type of wall to be hitting to to at least balance something out because i mean obviously you guys have way more invasive fish than we do i mean i mean tremendously
3: right and to pretend like even common carp aren't invasive and ruining other fish's habitat and such. Is, I mean, you're bl- you're turning a blind eye to it. I mean,
1: I think that I, th- I think that they're being very, yeah, they're turning a blind eye to it. And exactly, They're just not educating yeah. themselves to fully. Right. Well, I mean, yes. Do I do I think that there should be some type of regulation? Absolutely. Should there be, you know? And I think that bow fishermen, as a self, like also going along with the association is advocating for those who don't do wrongfully things while bow fishing because that's a big thing.
3: And it's like any other sport, you know, you have Of course ex- you know, any anything you have people that are always going to push limits, push boundaries, maybe break some rules.
1: Does that stuff directly affect you guys? It does. It does.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've rolled up on it before where I've seen dead catfish on the bank before. Catfish aren't legal in Iowa. It's on the river, so you know we border wisconsin iowa so if you shoot a catfish on the wisconsin side of the river technically you're legal if you have a wisconsin license But you know if you dumped in on the iowa side it's not legal it's wherever you right it's it's really mixed because every state's actually different like so illinois is like buoy to buoy right but wisconsin's train track to train track and that's the train tracks pretty much run wow. all the way up the river yeah so it's you got to know your regulations definitely as far as that stuff goes and you know obviously if if we hold an iowa tournament on the river we don't allow catfish to be brought, brought back in iowa because we're fishing under iowa rules but say i go out and dump in on wisconsin side and I have a wisconsin license and then
1: you have yeah. to have an actual fishing license To bow fishing, yeah, 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 so so it's underneath the bow fishing regulations. I mean, underneath the fishing regulations, yeah, and that's another thing. I, I, to to allow the people to know this, is that you're buying a fishing license which goes into conservation, which you guys might not be fishermen, but bow fishermen, you're still contributing into it just like everybody else who is a fisherman,
3: absolutely. Yep, we plan on actually, uh, we're gonna try this year's kind of something new that I've seen one other time, but we're gonna try to get um, the DNR actually out there. We're trying to get some coverage maybe from a local media station where maybe we're holding a tournament to just kind of explain to folks because I think there's a big issue. I mean, you got the bright lights, the loud generators. I have a fan on my boat. It's not quiet. I know that. I try to be considerate. But, you know. It's not easy. Right, exactly. And, you know, there's houses on the rivers. There's houses on the lakes and stuff. And I'm sure people are upset about it. But they also need to understand the the, the good that we're trying to do as well. I mean. Granted, yes, it's extremely fun. And if it wasn't fun, I wouldn't do it. I mean, right. you know, of course, <laughs> there, there was no benefit as far as that. I wouldn't be involved in it. But, you know, it ultimately it's a win win for everybody. As far as, you know, if you enjoy, you know, any kind of fishing outside. Archery. Of, right. And archery. Yeah. In yeah. general. I mean, on top of, you know, any bow that's bought, you're and Robinson Act, you know, you're, you're donating back to conservation and sports in general just doing it so. you're just an outdoorsman just right. like the rest of us man exactly. it's not
1: so they need to understand that um so you guys do tournaments together i mean you guys uh, fish together we're, and we're or going or you we, we, we've do done thing. one together so far yep. <laughs> yeah so dave you've done a lot of tournaments also mm-hmm. yep. and and what kind of tournaments are, w- break down a tournament for me so what so what, what 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 do they do there what are like the regulations i guess like I mean i know but let's explain it to everybody else like the big 20 you say or the you know the big five or whatever the case may be because i know there's like spe- s- uh species specific tournaments say you have to shoot a gar you have to shoot a uh goldfish you have to shoot a carp so on and so forth so like
4: explain a little bit so about someone like me has no clue <laughs> what that is so most tournaments are ran you know big 20 in numbers format um you know something we're looking at doing this year is changing that format up um you know a big thing we had a you know conversation with uh as far as the um tournaments go this year the um getting you know getting smaller boats getting smaller teams involved you know opening up a big 10 tournament rather than a big 20 because anybody can shoot you know 10 big fish in a night versus 20 you know some guys may not be able to get on 20 good fish in a night Um, gotcha you know we travel around we do some of the national tournaments too um not just in the state of iowa but uh you know,
3: South Dakota, yeah, Missouri. South
4: Dakota, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, we were down in Louisiana last year. Um, nice. Oklahoma the year before. Um, Minnesota last year. Wisconsin. Illinois. Yep, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, yep. We travel a lot, local but, ones,
3: but hit some big, bigger ones too. I mean,
4: there's a big, you know, there's a big uh, void in the state of Iowa. You know, we're we're surrounded by two big rivers, obviously on each side of the state, um, and and that's something where you know our club. I came into this, I guess, and and I know Mitch did too, um, you know, to better the club, better the state, you know, give a better avenue for bow fishermen like ourselves to go out and compete if they want to try a competition, you know, but also, you know, have an association or someone to go to when they have questions, um, you know, for the, uh, in regards to bow fishing and everything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, like I said, most tournaments are big 20 um, or numbers, uh, Big 20, obviously, you take your 20 biggest fish at the end of the night, and you uh, you um, weigh them in at the end. Um, you know, f- usually we pay out for second, third place. Um, numbers, most fish you can shoot. Uh, we've seen anywhere from 100 fish shot in a night to 500 fish shot in a night. Um, just that's a, that's
1: a pretty dangerous thing, though, putting that many fish into a boat, though. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, you <laughs> got to watch hey, it. Hey, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely.
4: Uh. I've been close a few times to sinking my boat. I, I few more times than i'd like to admit anyway <laughs> there's a lot
3: of yeah there's a lot of risk involved when uh you know when you do things like that definitely try to advocate for people you know <laughs> if you get a full boat you should probably go back to the truck and dump it you know
1: and you're allowed to do that though
3: yeah you're so the way that we enforce it at least is you know is, i don't know as long as your fish don't as long as nobody steals fish i mean i've gone and dumped, back and dumped them in a, another barrel like in the truck or whatever just to
1: do you like check their trucks before and check the barrels and make sure that yeah they're all there's empty? a because i yeah. know that the obviously tournaments can get kind of slimy sometimes so yeah, you gotta and they, be
3: and i mean you know here's my whole thought on that is is if you gotta cheat to win that's your loss because i've i've never had to cheat to win and i've won so right you know i mean there's there's always going to be people that push the boundaries and push the rules. You
1: won a couple of big tournaments, though.
3: Uh, I've never won a big one, but yeah, last year, I mean, we came home with 2500 bucks from the AMS and one place out of the money for that. And that's, you yeah, know. that
1: big fish? You got a big carp, right? Yeah,
3: 43 pound
1: common. Is that a. How close is that to the record there?
3: Oh, I don't even know. I'm guessing their record's probably closer to 50, I would okay. imagine. I mean, and that's.
1: What what was it exactly?
3: I think it was 43-1, I think. I'm pretty certain.
1: Our state record is 4312.
3: Yeah, man. It, I mean that is like uh, for common carp. That is a giant. It is giant. And, and it, that's
1: what I'm saying is that our, 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 our well, that's our state record, like our actual fishing state record. That was caught rod and reel. Right. That wasn't even shot with a bow. And that's one thing in Connecticut is if you no matter caught rod and reel or shot with a bow, it's the same Regulation because it's a fishing license, and I know some states.
3: Iowa doesn't do that. Um, there's
1: a bow fishing side, and
3: then uh, a. There's no. They don't. I don't. As far as I know, they don't really recognize bow fishing records. As far as I know, I really could be wrong with the state
1: itself. Yeah, because yeah. there's another association that it's, has its own right, records. The, right, the
3: bow fishing, bow fishing association of America does um do record keeping of bow fishing records throughout the whole United States, and then each state usually.
4: Most states are most, most
3: states actually recognize the b a a records the b a i is a little bit different for whatever reason our records don't exactly match the b a a records It's something we're gonna work on and try to make match because yeah, I, it not? doesn't if really represent your state very well if your club i mean I hold the club records smallmouth buffalo record right now and it's like i don't know thirty four and our actual b a a site records sixty so it's like yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to take the club record Just because I right. want to hold a record But right, it, yeah. I know for a fact that it's not really And it doesn't hold much
4: That's a big thing with the club That in the past has been issued You know, records have been issued And actually I think the plan is to open up records To um, the entire state You know, member or non-member You know, before it was members by membership only You could get a state record But we're planning to open it up Um, You know, to everybody I mean, there's no reason to keep it as an inclusive, you know Right You know, deal, so
3: It's Yeah, I don't know It's just been We've been just trying to sort all that out It's a lot of uh, messing around with that kind of stuff
1: And that's legalities And that's what a club like yours would do, honestly Is dealing with that stuff and making sure that those things happen Right,
3: and in the past I'm not gonna say it's been neglected. it's just uh what other people's idea of what they want and whatever. we're just gonna try to make it as fair and good as possible. I guess run right. some good clean tournaments. We're hoping next year we're gonna hold five I'm hoping I really want to hold five tournaments next year. Um, a lot of other states have the opportunity to hold what's like a statewide tournament, okay. Iowa doesn't allow that. You have to pay per body of water. So, like, each pool in the Mississippi River between lock and dams, it's considered a pool, you know, one, two, three, all the way up to, what's it go down to, 24 maybe? Starts, I don't know. Either way, whatever. Our pools go from 9 to 20 each individual pool you have to pay for a separate permit we're through, gonna through the state of iowa yes already. yeah it's, it's only 25 dollars a piece but to open up every body of water in the state of iowa right is gonna be an astronomical cost for the club so we're gonna try to work it out hopefully with the dnr otherwise we're just gonna have to bite the bullet and pay we're not gonna open everything if we have to bite the bullet and pay but open up some bodies of waters we want to do four regional shoots like northwest, northeast, southeast and southwest and then a centralized shoot at the end of the year wow. as a state championship if we can find you know we'd like to do a money added sort of deal, you know, $2500 guaranteed and then whatever happens on top would be really nice. You know, you get a bigger payout like that, you attract a lot more people from other states. It's good for the club. It's and it's good to have competition. It's, it's no good. fun. Going out and shooting against a couple boats. I could call my buddies and do that, you know. It's good so, for the, the local economy. Right. Too, yeah. I, mean, I a, mean, you
4: get. Yeah. You I get would like to. Boats I know. would
3: really like to see the numbers that, uh you know, something like the U.S. Open would bring into a city that it's held out of. I mean, you got Table Rock Lake and all that this year for the U.S. Open. And man, the guys expected. are going down there for three, four weeks. I mean, it's $25,000 to win. But guys are going down to scout for three, four Month. weeks, and months, they're man. They're sleeping really. down there, they're, 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 down there, they're buying food. Yeah, I mean literally they're practically living down there.
1: And it's kinda of crazy is and I'm glad that you go over this because when it comes to like the European carp fishing, for example, and I, I hate to keep referencing it because I really don't want to put you guys in the same same token, but it's something I know, so um, with those tournaments it's the same exact thing and they're 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 bringing in big money too and yeah. i understand why they get upset and why the bow fishermen get upset because they're they're honestly doing the same thing for the economy that they're in i mean like back home um they do one on the connecticut river and it's a hundred thousand dollar payout if you break the state record during the tournament yep. um some of the payouts twenty five thousand dollars. these guys use a 100 different teams i mean it's they do do the same things that bow fishermen yep. does. And I understand why they get upset, but they, why can't we all just work together? And well, it's just
3: like, you know, gun hunters versus bow hunters It all boils yeah. down to the same thing. I mean, you know,
1: because the real, the real heart of the bow fishermen aren't doing what is at, what is shown in the media, we'll call it. Um, and, and those are the outsiders. It's just like hunters in, in general, the guys that are poaching and stuff, those guys aren't sportsmen. They're not hunters. And it's the same with the honest, right. good, you know, into the sport, outdoorsman, bow fishermen. Absolutely. You know, so, uh, so being in the east, we only have a couple different fish to shoot, obviously, on the entire coast. You know, snakehead, so on and so forth. We don't have the variety in a small area that you guys would have. So what are some of the fish that you guys would be shooting here?
3: Hold on a minute.
1: <laughs> oh, you're going to pull up a <laughs> yeah, list? Yeah, I'm going to pull up our uh Dave start spitting them off yeah. and then he'll pull yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's do that.
4: Large mouth buffalo, small mouth buffalo, um, grass carp, long nose gar, short nose gar, spotted gar, um, there's goldfish, koi, um, suckers, common com- carp, common carp. Oh man, there's bighead big, shad. Bighead. Bighead silvers.
3: Yep. White suckers, yep. uh, quillbacks, red horse suckers. I mean
1: it goes to show how many, how many actual invasive species are out here, and a lot of people don't understand that, that there is a lot of invasive species and all of these are invasive species that the DNR does not want in these waterways and it, as bow fishermen, you guys are there to fix that.
3: Right, and even if they're natives, I mean the population of them explodes so quickly versus other fish. I mean, they get so big and so, you know, they hold so many eggs in the spawn in the spring that even at a minimal percentage of you know survival uh, through the
1: whole spawn.
4: So, something I didn't know, but I learned a few years ago. Um, the common carp they're not native to the United States. I don't know nope. if you guys knew that. Nope, you they know, come from China. From China and Europe. Yep. Um, then there's a couple offshoots of the common carp. Uh, you know, leather carp, mirror carp. Those were bred by you know the kings and queens
1: of, yep. of Europe. And um, actually, what they were bred for is. Um, they would eat them. That was a that was a big big thing in the kings and queen times in Europe. And what would happen? I'm sorry. man. I don't oh, mean to take it no, no. It's good. good. So we're learning they, as they breed them. Um, What they would do is they bred them so that the the scales would fall off them so that it was easier for them to eat. And the reason that they came over here from Europe was in the times of all of the millworks when they had sent over the poverty people from Europe to work in the mills here. A lot of the mill ponds, river streams had them in there for food for the poverty people that lived here in the United States. And now they've became an invasive species, and really, you know, I mean, look at some of the Great Lakes, man, and, and and what they actually do in these in in these areas with the dust control. I mean, I mean, call it, but the silt control, um, in the shallows and so on and so forth. I mean, they they really put a damper on some of the waterways up there. I mean, those guys. I mean, look at the long that are up in the Great Lakes, um, gill netting these things. I mean, they're doing a hundred thousand pounds a week. I, I don't know actual numbers, but I mean, a lot, a lot, dude. So I mean, you guys as bow fishermen are doing your part on a local level, and it's and it's definitely important and it's definitely needed. Yeah, but I
3: just hope that we never, you know, we have that whole Mississippi with, I mean, it's the lifeblood of a lot of commerce and such. I just hope that we never get the Asian carp the way that they are in certain Illinois, places. I mean,
4: yeah, it's getting bad. The Asian carp crisis is. I it's,
3: mean, yeah. yeah, it I'm is sure. destroyed. I mean kentucky because
4: what do they say an asian carp are spawning at three times the rate of a yeah, they, carp or more you know.
3: they're saying that they spawn up to three times a year yeah. and that's wow. i mean yeah and they get huge i mean that's incredible right
4: and then now they're
1: taking away the food source for all the smaller for fish all the, yeah, and fish, yep. yep and then they're just taking it well, they over. filter
3: feed they take all the food out of the water for the bait fish they, which ends up they eat fry too right it ruins
1: everything everything yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, enough about all this crazy man pajama. So so doing tournament fishing, man, like what do you guys do to prepare? So, like, you guys know there's a tournament coming up. What are you doing step by step right off the bat? Like, I know the endurance, but are you looking for tides? Are you looking for certain areas? Like what – What? so say – I know you guys do a lot of local tournaments, but if you were to go somewhere else, say another state to try and bow fish, what, what would you do? Like how would you prepare for this? What are you trying to do? As far as finding structures depen- and so on and so
3: forth? I guess that kind of depends on if we're going to fish a lake or a river. Okay. Um, if it's a river, we're going to really watch water levels, I would yeah. say. Um,
4: Aerial maps are key. Right.
3: Looking yeah. for, you know, basically, if I'm going to start a start a big tournament as far as, like, scouting, I'm going to look at the maps as far as, like, what are red zones. So red zones are areas you can't be in. So I'm going to eliminate all those right away, which are usually areas that i really want to be in <laughs> of course that's but um, why they put them there, man. yeah so you know we'll look you know you're going to want to find uh, good grassy flats you know with sand usually flats. right yeah sand flats on the river definitely sand flat islands with grass and that's going to hold a lot of fish but man it's like there's so many variables the time of the year um how much rain it you know you guys deal with tide out there a lot which uh something that i have no experience with to be honest with you but um we do deal with you know heavy rain you know you can get you can scout for two weeks straight and get six inches of rain the day before the tournament and you are pretty much up shit's Greek man it, done. <laughs> it's done your plan a through d through z has gone man it's it, it's crazy how it happens and it seems like that's always what happens when you're trying to prepare for something like that Um, I guess for a big tournament I want to be out there at least a couple guys out there a week in advance and they're just gonna hit it hard they're not even really gonna fish that much they're gonna just be basically on the big motor they're gonna be hammering through looking for fish finding fish where are the fish what kind of habitat are the fish in if they can find you know some similarities as to where you know with the time of the year where the weeds are at and such you know usually you can get a pretty decent baseline then and then once you kind of have that you can then you can go back to the aerial maps and be like all right well this area with x amount of you know cover or whatever the bottom is on that piece of water i guess or whatever and you just kind of start circling shit and sending guys there and you know what did you see uh Yeah, it's a team team effort, man, especially, you know, like...
4: Once you find them, then you kind of get an idea, okay, this is the habitat they want to be in right now. Right. Now, you know, I've said that a thousand times, and, you know, it seems like every big tournament I go to, I find them, and then the day before the tournament or the night before the tournament, (coughs) something happens. Um, At that point, you know, you find yourself tournament night just going by, you know, the seat of your pants and hoping for the best. And, you know, I think that's how a lot of the boat fishermen are in in tournament fishing. I
3: I think a big thing that's killer as far as tournament stuff is, is you'll scout throughout the week when there's not a lot of boat traffic, not a lot of fishermen out there, and then you'll get out there on a Saturday and it has been piss-bounded by people fishing, people pleasure boating, and you're like, where'd they go? I mean, there's been plenty of times we've gone out Friday night and we could have just hammered fish all night long and then you get out there saturday night when the tournament is and it's just it's neither muddy or blown up and it's just there's been boats in and out of there all day and you just you just shake your head and you just got to do what you can you know i mean that's all you can do
4: I one thing that gets missed a lot i think by teams too um you know a lot of these places we go you have zero cell reception so me personally I like to find gas stations I like to find places to eat you know ahead of time if I can because you know nobody wants to be in you know well like this year we're going to be in the Ozarks (laughs) nobody wants to be in the Ozarks with no cell reception and not know where gas is at
3: (laughs) 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 on our way to put in the water for the AMS last year (laughs) we fucking ran out of gas on the way to the lake we thought we were going to make it we were like oh I don't know half a mile from a gas station we had to pull gas out of a generator put it in the truck to get to the freaking gas station so i was wow. like yeah man it's like what can go wrong will we'll go, go wrong, go wrong. Yeah. absolutely that's in, that's just insane yeah dude it's
4: uh another thing too energy drinks <laughs> <laughs> stocking yeah. up on energy no, wait, drinks
3: i will drink a 12 pack of red bull in a night no problem
1: that's crazy that like like and the fatigue and like i mean it really wears on your body i mean day in and day out it's
3: hard to it's hard to keep a team together after you know 12 hours of fishing together on a boat in a night after a week of scouting together you're ready to uh you're ready to strangle each other to be honest oh come on i'm sure you guys got more luck than that oh (laughs)
1: <laughs> you, I bet
3: you, you know yeah. yeah absolutely i mean it's all love at the end of the day everybody just wants to succeed and do their best and i think it's really driven i mean the sport is not really right now driven that much by money so i mean as far as it sounds bad but ego drives a lot of it it does it really does and
4: yeah. These big tournaments, big money gets thrown around too.
3: Yeah, I mean outside of the yeah, there's a of lot the of there's <laughs> a lot of side bets going on and such like that because the money's just not there. I mean, it's not like you go to a bass tournament; it's like, oh, it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars to win. Like, no, these guys are spending the same amount of money on boats, if not more, trucks, all that, and then they have four guys on the boat that have been there, and then you know the pots are twenty five thousand. I mean, a bass tournament's what? I mean some over a hundred yeah. thousand. Oh Who absolutely. To win? I mean it's huge. Right. There's yeah, no absolutely. there's no professional in bow fishing, but guys are uh
1: There's some professionals. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. And and, and we ain't that. <laughs> so what is it what does it take, man, to to build a a boat like that? I mean it's it's uh, definitely a lot of time.
3: It, I mean, you can go a lot of different avenues as far as it goes with boats. Uh, you can buy a hull, build your own, which is kinda like what I did, except I'm going to tell you what, man. Next one, I'm just going to have somebody build.
1: Just find a boat builder and build it? Yeah. It's. Because I see you always building get, something. Yeah, You're always making exactly. something.
3: Exactly. And that's the problem. <laughs> I want to fish. I don't want to build a boat. It's, I mean, it's part of it. I like tinkering with stuff and building shit, but. It's a lot of work. Exactly, and it's frustrating. And because, wiring everything. Right. I mean, it's there's a lot of work breaks, that goes into it. And then you're the only you one that it. knows how to fix it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. You're the so one you're out who there, built you're it. You're right. out
1: there screaming, yelling. Oh yeah. You don't have the right tool.
4: You yep. <laughs> or you that, lose your channel locks in the water. Oh boy. <laughs> That's
1: one thing. Being over water, also, you know. So is there anything you guys want to leave, leave the guys with, the listeners, the guys, the listeners?
3: If you haven't tried bow fishing, man, get out there and try it. Try it, yeah, definitely. Just give it a shot. It get is, your kids involved. Um, it's a fun sport for everybody, definitely. It,
1: it is a good thing for, for youth. You actually brought up a really good point at that, man. And uh, is, is bringing kids, man, is, is, is a huge, huge thing. And, it, and it's very easy. Like, you have a little one. Does he go out with you?
4: He loves it. He's addicted.
1: <laughs> really? Yep. He's constantly out there. And how old is he? He's four. And he's out there shooting with a bow?
4: Um. Slinging sort arrows of. anyways. Slinging arrows, yeah. yeah. Shooting anyways. <laughs> and
1: it's important to him. I mean, it's that's, that's his lifestyle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at us all crazy. He's yeah. like, oh, man. <laughs> he loves it. My
4: daughter, he's getting my daughter. She's three. She's starting to get obsessed with it. I haven't taken her out yet just because she's, I don't know. She's my princess and i don't want her to fall in <laughs> yeah <laughs> you. Know? <I> get you. <laughs> a little more protective of her than than him <laughs>
1: that's a, that's a danger it's also dangerous man there's it a lot be, of there's yep. a lot of dangers that go into it i mean not only i mean i know like we have friends that uh do a ton of uh stingray shooting and the problem with that is that i mean the barbs and i mean it's definitely dangerous yep. trying to put them into the boat so on and so forth but also some of the other dangers I think a lot of people don't think about is falling off the boat, getting ran over by the boat. Um, I mean, you could obviously explain on more yeah, things I that mean, are kind of more dangerous.
4: The biggest dangers that we run into mm-hmm. as bow fishermen, obviously, on rivers is, you know, rock bars, the water's always changing, um, log jams, you just, you know, you never know. Um, you know, if I had to tell anybody anything, though, would be where life fest. You know, our, our sport has had in the last few years a few big name guys that you know been on the water all their life and you know unfortunately have you know lost their lives to you know the sport they love and you know and it was that one freak occurrence where you know they didn't have their life vest on and a little bit of complacency it'll
2: kill every time
4: yep yep that's something I you know I I get on a lot of guys about where your where your life vest you know you don't necessarily have to wear them when you're shooting, you know, running the trolling motor, but you know, if you're a big motor and especially at night, you know, we're out in the dark, you can't see nothing. Um, you know, getting that,
1: uh, that's definitely a dangerous thing. Like you're saying, I mean, running into log jams, I mean, logs floating down the rivers, the, I mean, you don't know what's out there, man. and And the water is a very dangerous place, man. I mean, I live on the water, um, in the summer and i'm constantly running in the ocean and it's it's one of those things man other boats people sandbars i mean i don't care a gps doesn't show you like where there's a log floating down uh i mean a million and one things could be in the water dude and you never i mean a refrigerator who the fuck knows what you can find in the water in some of these rivers man you guys could probably cars i mean where where (laughs) you're where you're bow fishing is the inner city i mean most of the time i mean especially here in iowa so it's like it's kind of crazy you never know what you're going to find in there so if you're you are big motoring and you crash into something i mean there's someone's life i mean it's it's no joke i know There's some bass fishermen that uh, one guy actually lost his son. He fell out of the boat and got ran over, man. And that's no, that's no joke, you know. You gotta respect it. You gotta really respect it. There's, there's no joke. So, but guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time to uh, do some bow fishing, and hopefully, there'll be uh, you guys are very successful this season.
2: Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep influencing people. Keep getting the kids out there because that's the future, and uh, ultimately. We want to thank you guys for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive.
4: Oh, time out. What do you want to say? Um, Check us out online on Facebook, uh, Bofeet Association of Iowa. Um, Give us a like. Uh, Yeah, appreciate you guys' time. Absolutely,
1: Absolutely, man.
2: Check them out. Follow along.